Welcome to the Green Heart Living Podcast with your host, Elizabeth Hill. The topic that we're getting into is um, visibility strategies for purpose-driven entrepreneurs and authors. Um, all of us here are, are writers um, and authors, and um, many of us also have businesses um, and are entrepreneurs. And in marketing strategies of our book, it is important to get clear on your brand, what we're putting in the book and sharing. And um, so I'd love to talk about this. I just want to do the intro I like to do with Bridget is Bridget, I met her and I was like, we are twins. So we're actually twins. And this is kind of bizarre to meet someone and go, okay, so she literally does everything I do. Like she's a yoga teacher. <laughs> she's, she's a publisher. She has a podcast, which the with the coolest name ever. Um, she builds empires, right? And we we just have so much that we're in common with. And I love, I've benefited so much from having conversations with her about publishing and writing that we could really like help each other. Um, and I love people that, as I've learned from Dr. Davia, to co- collaborate instead of trying, like, why see someone as my competitor when we could literally make our companies stronger together and grow together as humans, right? So I've gotten the the benefit of, of getting to know Bridget and, and learning from her um, over the past few months since we were connected. So we're going to do this in, um, I have some questions I wanted to pick her, her brain on. So we're going to do this in kind of a question and answer way. And, and, um, and then if people do have additional things that they want to talk about, I'm sure Bridget would be very open to that. Um, so let me just see, let me just pull up. Um, is there anything else that you want to say? to introduce yourself, Bridget, other than that you're my twin. Like, that's just my fun way to introduce you. Is there anything else you want? Well, I knew when you started today's call with some deep breaths, I was like, I'm in good company. Like, yes, yes, yes. I teach yoga. I have a deep and devout spiritual practice. I love running a business. I now have two businesses. I have the publishing company and a business that's separate called Visibility on Purpose. So that's kind of the angle for today. And before we start, I'd just like to remind everyone that what we're doing on the planet is needed. The stories that you're all sharing in your books are needed. And I always remind us, it's not like we're selling McDonald's hamburgers out here. Like we are doing good work on the planet and more people deserve to know about it. So that's like the angle that I take when it comes to really bringing light into dark spaces. And sometimes I think about like the news and the media as this like other world where we don't really understand how do we introduce ourselves? How do we, you know, bring our light and our our brand and our personality and our values into a system that looks different and maybe we know nothing about. So I want everyone to just feel number one, that you have something very valuable to share. And number two, like you get something out of today where you're like, okay, I can go take action on that. Or at least I know something um, more about this angle. So welcome for questions. Welcome for comments in the chat. Like I want this to be valuable for everyone. So I think that's, that's all. And then we can jump in. That's awesome. So Again, I want to reiterate, as we talk about brand, we're really talking about, we're talking, what do you, well, this is a first question, because I, I'm making assumptions about what you mean when we're talking about brand, but do you want to talk about what you mean by brand when, as we go through these different things? Is it me? Am I a brand? Is my book a brand? Is my company a brand? Like, how, how should we think about this? Right. I think this is a good thing. Um, most of us 
nowadays have the ability to have like a founder facing brand where when your book comes out into the world, your name gets to be associated with what you're doing. And it's partially your name that is being broadcast out to the world. Now, if you have like a product based business, we might consider that more of like a brand that we're familiar with where we have like logos and that's what we're thinking of. But when we have a brand, in this case, it might be a business or a message that directly ties into your name. It's not just about the logo that we have. It's about what are we projecting out there into the world through our message, through our book, through the podcast that we go on. And we need that to be nailed down and clear so that anyone who comes into contact with our brand or identity or our book, they know exactly what it is that we do and how we can help them. Yes. Yes. And that, so when I've gotten to see some of our books that have really exploded and taken off, all of them have been through the personal branding of the the author, them being willing to be visible themselves, their person, right? Like through their image and their voice and, and tying that with their being willing to share their story in different avenues and ways. So that lands really well with me. Um, so one thing we talk about is media, right? Media exposure, getting the media um, to, um, in a way, possibly do our work for us, maybe. <laughs> how, how does um, getting that media exposure, how does that support our brands in getting mm-hmm. visible? This can be also really actionable for everyone. So yeah, my background is also in publishing. And what I would do for a lot of our books is I would, number one, contact local media. So whenever any of your books are coming out, local loves to highlight local local content and local people because it's a win for the community when you're putting good work there out into the world. And I'm all about like visibility for good. So a simple thing that you could do is like literally Google you know, like I live in New Jersey, so I would be like um, New Jersey radio or New Jersey news stations. I would find the editor and I'd send them an email just introducing what my story or my angle is. You can also look into press releases. So there are many websites these days where you can actually write your own press release. And a press release is essentially a write-up of very... um, professionally written of like outside perspective of what was done. It's like Bridget, Roxbury High School graduate, publishes book for female entrepreneurs. What was the book about? Why did she do this? So you can go on to like PR Newswire or some of these websites that would, that's not the right one, Um, type in press releases on Google, create your own press release on Google. I'm forgetting what the website that I've used. There are ones that you can upload this yourself. And what's good about this is when we're talking about SEO, when we are disseminating our information through um, news channels, those typically do quite well on Google. So when someone, I wanted this to happen. When someone types in the book Legacy Speaks that we published, I wanted to make sure some of the news articles around that book were also coming up. So basically, when someone looks up, you know, your book or your name, those first few things on Google are all things that support your brand, your image and what you do. And I think that's like quite actionable. Um, So start with local media for media exposure, like they want to highlight you. This is exciting. And look into writing your own press release about your book that's coming out. And I'll just as an aside, I 
So I work for United Way, right? About, and um, I probably started there like 10 years ago at this point. Um, and I was, I was very surprised to learn like a lot of the articles in the paper about United Way were just straight up things that we wrote in-house, right? And so, and that is the, and then, so, at, so yes, reaching out, simple email to, they want to find good stories, right? They've got plenty of rough news stories. They exactly. want to find good news stories to highlight. And we are that, like all of us, our books are that right? That story, those stories of inspiration. So you might be interviewed by someone and put in the paper or even on the news, or you might give them a press release and then you're solving a problem for them because you are actually doing the work for them. They're like, oh yes, perfect. And obviously that doesn't always work. They have other considerations, but um, I was just surprised to learn that in the course of my life, how much co content is out there because the person wrote it themselves and then it right like oh that's, that's like traditional <laughs> public relations at the bottom of most websites it'll say um something like investor relations and I just know this because this is what I studied in school and it's like the communications from the company out to the world mm -hmm. so you can look up what's already been you know written by the company and of course that's slightly biased and at the same time we can leverage this for good and just simply sharing what we're doing why it matters and who is to benefit from the art that we're putting out into the world yes and um so what do we do before that stage is there something are there things that we should do as a brand to get ourselves ready for for the press for getting ourselves out there or having those interactions with the media yeah. So has anyone ever worked with a publicist before? No, no one here. Um, so visibility and purpose, like that business, we call this a media training school where we're helping businesses and brands get ready for the media. And if you're ever working with a publicist, they're typically going to make sure that you're media ready. And what does that mean? It literally is quite simple. It is that your brand is clear and direct, meaning what do you do? Like these things aren't, aren't revolutionary. What do you do? Who do you serve? What is the transformation that you provide? What is your story? What is your expertise and background? And I like to touch on this expertise and background a little bit because say that right now you are doing a lot of work as an author, but what are all of those certifications or qualifications or what is your expertise that has led you to this certain place right now? And to give an example of this, one of our past clients, and I say our, I have a business partner, one of our past clients was a social worker. So she had a lot of work with children and mental health. So now she was doing and calling herself a self-love mentor. We branded her as she is a social worker gone rogue, now known as the self-love mentor. So there are ways that you can tie in your past experience and your credentials. Say you have a medical background, say you have you know, a master's degree. Those are all things that actually make your brand stand out. And even though in your mind, you're like, oh, that's not relevant. Like I don't do it now. We can always lean on some of those um, moments of experience to basically propel ourselves and give ourselves a little bit more clout. So say like you have a, a medical background or we had a physical therapist um, 
who's also an author. And she used that physical therapy background to tie that into why her work has always been around the human body. You know, now it looks different, but her work has always been around working with the body. So I want everyone to like think of your past experiences, maybe past jobs that you've had, past things that you've called yourself, and start to see the thread of all of that to tie it into you. And what we would recommend, um, say you're introducing your brand to the media, is I would say my name or Bridget Cisco is the founder of Visibility on Purpose and she's a podcast host. I might use those two. Or I'd say Bridget Cisco is the co-founder of Visibility on Purpose, the founder of Exalted Publishing House and a podcast host. Come up with two to three as like your credit line when you're introducing yourself to the media. And those are important because if you think about it, those are creating a mental imprint for those who receive whatever it is that you are sharing the information for. So when someone hears podcast host, there's some kind of association with that. Okay, she works with words, she works with storytelling, she works with the voices. And you can start to kind of pull these things out. So it's how do you want to project yourself out into the world and what do you want to call yourself? So many of you will call yourselves authors or maybe you're a founder of a publishing company or maybe you have a, a counseling company as well. And there are ways that you can share that. So that's a big thing. What do you call yourself? Two to three titles can be helpful. And I would always recommend doing a little brand summary, you know, like I would say my name if I'm the founder of it and it's about a founder focused pitch. You know, Bridget Cisco does this. She helps women business owners with, with a spiritual backbone elevate their brand and feel safe to be seen through podcast speaking and books. So very clear. What do you do? And we tend to overthink this. So if you were just explaining your brand or your business or your book to someone who maybe even like third grade level, how would you explain this? We tend to use like all these words because we think we need to, um, you know, build ourselves up in a certain way. Keep it simple because you have to remember who is receiving, know your audience, who is receiving this information. You know, maybe they're not sure what a Kundalini yoga teacher is. So maybe I'd just say, you know, Kundalini yoga teacher, she does X, Y, and Z, or I'd explain it a little bit. So having a brand summary. So all of this to say, before you're introducing yourself to the media, knowing what to call yourself, understanding a simple overview of your brand, what do you do? Who do you help? How do you serve people? And writing that all into brand, a brand summary so that you can seamlessly and confidently articulate what you do. And do this with each other. You know, it's like, hey, would you mind taking a look at this? Like, does this make sense? <laughs> Outside perspective is helpful here. Um, I'll pause because I think that's like a pretty large um, step one before you go. And welcoming questions if you guys have any thoughts as well. That's so helpful. I, I like the reminder to take some time to step back and to think through this and to make it clear and make it simple, right? Like, so I've gone through many variations of trying to explain what Greenheart is and does and what I do and all of this. And I keep coming back to, we make the world a more loving and peaceful place through stories, right? And it seems so simple mm -hmm. that sometimes I'm like, this can't be what we are doing. Like, this seems like too simple, but that is the thing that keeps resonating with people. So we don't need to overcomplicate things. Um, but I think I'm, what I'm hearing also is the importance of having it be clear, yeah. like so that you feel kind of grounded in it and confident in it, in, in saying it. Cause that certainly lands when you talk about your brand, I'm like, oh yes, I'm clear. And she's clear. Yep. And I mean, also, think about 
that matters for numerous reasons. Like not only for the internal confidence for ourselves, because I remember when I used to work at Yelp in New York City, quit the job, became a yoga teacher, started hosting workshops, and I would run into people who I like went to high school with at the local park, and they'd be like, "So what are you up to?" And I was like, ah, "Didn't I did not <laughs> know how to explain what it is that I was doing because it was very esoteric, also, right? It wasn't necessarily really grounded." So having the ability to state this not only helps yourself, but it's going to help anyone around you, whether it's the media, whether it's your future um, readers of your book, whether it is future clients, if you have a business, like it, this is always the foundation of everything. So having yourself feel grounded in this is going to impact every visibility avenue. Yes. So how do, is there, what, what are some things we can do to feel that, to get more grounded or to prepare, just, I know you some, do some work around like energetically preparing. Mm-hmm. I'll uh, give you a little tangible and then practical. Okay. Um, tangible, I always say speaking is not a spectator sport. And it's something where we have to get in the ring and practice it. So if you've never been interviewed on a podcast before, if you've never spoken in front of people, it's not something that you can like write down. And then hope to articulate out. It really needs to be practiced. Um, So I always say like first step is messy action. I will, I've been recording myself on this little device for a long time. And like a football player watching it back to understand where am I going too fast? What are my filler words like, like, or, um, a lot of the times we're going too quickly and we don't understand a healthy pause in what we're saying. So first very tangible step is to start speaking this out. And even if it's going to be written, right? So we talked about emailing um, local media to start. Even if it's written, that's okay. Speak it to see how it sounds when you actually articulate out of your mouth. Is it in your voice? Would you actually say this and feel confident around articulating it? So I'd say that that's step one. And step two around more of the energetic part of visibility mm, is feeling the wish fulfilled. So for so long, I have been, I love the, the, the teachings and the study of metaphysics and beyond the physical. So, and that time isn't so linear for years. I've been doing this practice called future visioning where I have written as if the wish has been fulfilled. So I'll say something like, it has felt so good to speak on stage. I'll talk about what I was wearing and I'll most importantly talk about how I felt And then the wildest thing that will happen is then that moment will come and that same feeling that I wrote about will be the feeling that I have. And it's overwhelming. Like I feel chills in my body because we get to feel it before it comes. And this is a part of like preparing yourself energetically for success and eyes on your business. Because when you become a published author, when more people want more of you and from you because you are becoming more visible, we need to focus on our internal landscape so we can navigate the pressures of the world seeing us, you know? And this is why lottery winners or even childhood actors, they tend to go through that huge expansion and then massive contraction and maybe get into drug um, drug use issues. They lose all their money. They haven't been prepared for the success. So, I mean, of course. So this is a huge other piece of it that I just love. <laughs> Yes, I love that too. This is so exciting because I think that as I, you know, I I get to see this and witness this 
as people publish their books, right? As they are, and it is an inevitable part of the process and people just react in a different way. Some people hide, like they put the book out and then they don't, they don't talk about it. They, I did that with my first book. I was like, and I did a book and I can't talk about it. Please don't ask me, right? Like I just, <laughs> I was not prepared to have conversations about it. it was very, and I tried to push through that, but it was very, like I did a little of it and I was like, oh, wow, this is amazing. And look at all the possibility. And yeah, that. So I can relate to when people experience that. Um, and so where do we go from here? Do people have questions that they want to ask Bridget? Um, yeah, let's invite in some questions. Like I have some other things that where you guys can start, but I'd love to even like reflections, maybe you have something that um, you want to articulate. And we have about 10 minutes left if anyone wants to, to share. Just a quick question. You know how you're told to prepare a three-minute elevator speech, right? What you talked about in terms of summarizing two or three key things from our past that we could use in branding reminds me very much of that. Am I right? Is Absolutely. That okay. Absolutely. Many of these things are are quite similar. Like if you, so to take it to the next step, like say you're going beyond local media and you want to start finding digital print publications, you would again be researching and finding the editor or a writer or um, a producer, and you would send them a pitch, right? So most of this is done through email, typically. And maybe the first sentence of your pitch is something like, have you ever wondered why death is such a hard concept for us to get on this planet? Like you would maybe ask that question and then Good again, one. go into the pitch. So yes, Pat, it's very, very similar, right? It's not, it's not new. So you can take what you know of, you know, that elevator pitch and see how you can formulate it into something written as well. Okay, good. Thank you. Cool. And I forgot I'm, to ask about podcasts. Huh? Oh, sorry. Couldn't hear. Um, yeah. Um, I know a number of us have podcasts that are on, on this call today. They actually have them. And um, it's, I'd love, and it's such a great platform to get your message out, whether either having your own podcast or, or getting to speak on podcasts. Do you have any thoughts about, or how do you have advice for people that are looking to get into that or to use that? Yeah. Oh my God. I love podcasts are amazing for converting also. So say you like want people to buy your book or say you have something that you sell behind the book. Um, podcasts do really well because they humanize us and we get to share our story and humans buy from humans. So, you know, there's many reasons why podcasts are amazing. If you're just starting out, I recommend reaching out to your local community and saying, Hey, like who is a topic and would love to interview someone on this topic. So it's very, very, it's a very clear ask. Um, so start with your local community, start with maybe the people in here, do some swaps and interviews. If you want to take it to the next level, um, you can start finding out. So people who maybe do something similar to you start finding out where they have been interviewed. And I'm going to put a site in the um, notes. So I use this site called listennotes.com, which is basically like a directory of podcasts and people and where they've been interviewed. So say, say I, um, have someone I admire that maybe would have a similar audience to me. I would type in their name on listen notes and it will tell me all the places they've been interviewed, all the podcasts they've been on. 
So it'll take one more step, but you're going to then find the contact information of the host of that show and send them a pitch. And it might literally say like, I really enjoyed listening to the episode with Becky on um, gluten-free bread. And then you go into your pitch, like, hi, I'm Bridget Cisco. This is who I am. These are some of the topics that you can interview me on. Here's where I've been featured. Thanks. Looking forward to connecting. So a pitch that words feel scary, I think, because we have like elevator pitch and like, oh my God, ah. it's simply an introduction <laughs> to your work and what value you could provide the outlet, whether it's a podcast or whether it is a more traditional editorial or print publication and adding in like, here are some of the things I speak about, the power of community, like why networking is your secret weapon, you know, things like that. So I, I would say that's one of the best ways to get started on the podcast track. And remember that any press media podcast that you've been on, leverage them, add them to your website, include them in pitches, because that then shows the host or the editor that you are seasoned, like you know what you're doing. You wouldn't come onto a show and not have had any quote unquote media training. Like you know how to articulate your work. I love that you said to lead with, basically leading with appreciation and showing that you have list, you have paid attention to them, right? That yeah. you have listened to a podcast so you know what to expect there too. It shows appreciation and um, that you've done your research. So you're not just like spamming a bunch of people. You're like taking the time to intentionally reach out to places that align with where you could offer something. Um, and this is important because we have to always remember that there is a human behind the computer that's receiving the email. So I find being human is that's our secret weapon. You know, there's AI, there's, I just saw someone who you can upload a photo of yourself and they will create professional headshots with AI, which is just wild. So what is our competitive advantage against AI? It's being human. It's bringing emotion and realness into any space. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, Barbara asks about what the cost for a publicist is. Mm -hmm. So I am not a publicist. My business partner is a publicist. A publicist will run you around three to $5,000 a month for a four to six month campaign. Um, what we teach in Visibility on Purpose is how to introduce yourself to the media because say you're not ready to hire someone. Um, you can do this yourself. So I just got my husband and I featured in this like major men's magazine called Ask Men it works. Like I'm the living proof that we can do this and it is amazing. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, James. No, that's awesome. That's exciting. Awesome. And Christy asked a question, but I think she sent it to me directly. Christy, do you mind if I just read it out loud? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Then is it better to plan your brand before the release of a project and tweak it as different projects are released or better to have a firm branding once a project is complete? Can you expand, like maybe give an example? Well, I think it's like the cart before the horse or chicken before the egg. Yeah. Like um, if you, because yes, you're building on experience, but if you have a major project that you're really wanting to firm up a brand, do you have the idea for the brand? And then if you come up with bigger projects, do you just play on that branding or is it better to wait to see how your projects develop and then go from there? Um 
because so many people's brands, they do evolve, right? But (laughs) if you're looking towards really trying to firm up, whether it's your voice in a project or whether it's how you uh, approach the media, is it, is it better to have a company like yours from the groundwork or from the ceiling? Mm-hmm. I think I understand. Um, to give an example of this, I always think there's a thread that is a solid thread through every single thing that we do. Like my focus in business has changed over the last couple of years. It started, well, one of the ways that it started was I was helping business owners use live video to sell their programs. I was very niche, but my overall like big message never changed. It was always about amplifying the voices of people doing good things on the planet. Then I focused mostly on publishing. Okay. Same message. It just had a different, like, you know, front bow tie, same message as I go into visibility and publicity, just a different Avenue. So I don't know if there's a right or wrong here. I almost think it it could depend. And yeah, we do evolve and change. And maybe your project has nothing to do with the original brand and and that's okay. And you pivot and you just own wherever you go next. Lovely. Um, I know you have, so we only have a couple more minutes. You have a workshop coming up that we want to share with people so that they can sign up for it. Right. Do you want to tell that? Sure. Um, If you guys want to learn a little bit more about this, we're doing a free workshop on March 24th, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Um, And I think I sent Elizabeth the link also. It's called Becoming an Energetic Match for Top Tier Media. We're going to be talking about the practical and the tangible of getting media exposure. We'll talk about 2023 and what the media really wants right now, like what are hot topics in the media. We'll talk about top media outlets. We'll talk about preparing for your success. So this concept of how do I hold myself at this new elevated state when the book comes out or when I get featured or when I speak here. Um, and yeah, we had about a hundred people that came last time and you guys are all invited. Welcome to have you. And yeah, it'll be fun. That's awesome. That sounds amazing. I'll put in um, the link to sign up to that. And um, is there a, Okay. And so your website is also visibilityonpurpose.com. Is that the best way that they can connect with you and reach you? Yes. And I know you're in all their places. You're in Facebook. You're in probably all the places that you can be. They could find you there too. Right. Um, Okay, cool. Thank you so much for taking the time with us today. It has been such a pleasure. I've learned so much. Um, And thank you everybody that is here. Thank you for sharing your goals for the month and offering support and, and being this, um, wonderful sharing your energy and sharing compassion for for us, our group here. Um, let's just close by breathing together one more time. We can bring our hands up to our hearts and take a deep breath in. And a deep breath out. Just feeling gratitude for one another, for the space this time that we've had together today. And then when you're ready, you can open up your eyes. Be absolutely wonderful rest of your day and week. It was a pleasure to see you all today. Take care. Thank you. Thanks everyone. Thank you. 
To find out more about Green Heart Living, visit us on our website at www.greenheartliving.com and follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash greenheartliving.